another episode of Kaiju Transmissions. Um, I am who you all, wonderful podcast fans, know as Bird. I'm joined with, as always, my gracious co-host. Why don't you announce yourself today? Hey everybody, I am Matt, and we actually have a special host with us today. That would be Eric. Say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. <laughs> yes, and um, depending on what order we put certain episodes out, you may know Eric's voice. If not, if you listen to my other podcast, If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It, shameless plug, you may know him from certain episodes of that. Um, so we have finally gotten over all 30 Godzilla movies. Um, however, this podcast is probably going to be released right in between a couple Godzilla episodes. Personally... Uh, as I said on our uh, Toho um, standalone kaiju episode, now we're talking because the Godzilla movies, the history of these movies and everything is so um, uh, regurgitated um, that I like digging into and researching you know, things that are more on the obscure side or maybe not a whole lot of information is known about them and digging into those because you can only talk about uh you know monster zero for the millionth time so uh today we are deviating from godzilla or anything toho related and we are going to look at gamera the i guess known as the rival franchise to toho's godzilla movies um and we're going to do a similar thing where we're just recapping the movies, talking about um, how we we reacted to them and uh, things of that nature. Um, and so this episode is going to be focused on the Showa era, um, which uh, we got, what, nine movies in here? Eight movies? Let's just say nine. I think it's eight. <laughs> yeah, it's eight. I'm going to go with 12. I don't I'm just making it's, stuff up. It's now. 12 with the Heisei movies, so... yeah. I was just making stuff up. That's what we do for podcasts, right? We just make, <laughs> we just make stuff up. We could, but we're better than that, Matt. Well, if you went to that Comic Con panel that we went to the other day, then we, we would not be better than them because <laughs> that's what they did. Um. So, uh, and the reason Eric is with us is he is a huge Gamera fan. He is probably the biggest Gamera fan that I know, um, and he is. Many times said, you know, in a way, he prefers Gamera to Godzilla, and he really likes the Daie uh, kaiju and monster movies more. Um, and uh, so, and the reason I wanted to have Eric on is um, many of us love the Showa. I mean, everyone can pretty much agree that the Heisei Gamera trilogy is, is great. Um, and uh, it's debatable whether the genre has even touched those the, that 90s trilogy. Um, and, you know, I think most kaiju fans get some degree of enjoyment out of the Showa movies, but the reason I wanted our friend Eric to be on this episode is because he has a unique ability, a special power, <laughs> if you will. Maybe he's a mutant, no one knows, but he has the special power to take the Showa Gamera series seriously. And where do you find somebody with that power? I don't know. I really don't. So to provide us with an especially unique 
viewpoint on these movies, it was only appropriate to invite him on here. So, Eric, before we dig into the movies themselves, what is it about Gamera that ha- you 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 are you love Gamera? I know and I know you have a, a thing for turtles, but I have never seen anyone who is so passionate about Gamera. But but the Showa movies specifically is you. Like, what is it about these movies that that you get that maybe other people don't see? Like, why are these so special to you? And why is Gamera so special to you to begin with? It, it's, uh... I, I don't know if I can just quantify it like that. Um, but I'll, I'll try my damnedest. Um... So I only saw actually one Gamera movie growing up, and that was uh, Gamera versus Gairon or Gilan, whatever. Um, and it was the old uh, FHE Family Home Entertainment VHS. That was my that tape was my first uh, Gamera experience as well. Yeah, and I I watched it so much I actually wore the, the tape out. Um, and a local video store carried like all of them too. It's just every time, like I, I would go in that store and I just look at him and just imagine what those. Because I watched the trailers at the end of Gilan also, and just imagine what those movies were. And I would just never end up renting them. It's almost like I was building it up in my head that like these movies, just like what they could be and what they were. And we'd always rent something else, like a a Godzilla movie or a, um, something like that. But that movie really just like. I don't know. It it worked for me in a, in a way that Godzilla films didn't because I, I was pretty little when I watched it, and um, it just had more of like a, a loose feel where it's kind of between that and there's like the odd combination between how childish it was and then how like extreme the violence was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I can't remember. I, I swear that the the scene of space gals getting you know cut up like sushi was <laughs> it was in that cut but at this point you know memory's such a weird thing it could just be that i've seen that and i'm just imagine you know but i i do i i think i remember seeing that as a little kid and just being like what the yeah hell? It, it was in that cut because that's okay. the international version okay but um so there's that and then you know uh when i was in high school um and I kind of went through a kaiju resurgence because, like, uh, I'd gotten away from the kaiju genre for a while. I got more into, like, a little more hardcore stuff like uh, Aliens, Predator, stuff like that. And I got a G-Fan magazine one day, and it had, like, these little X-Plus figures of, like, you know, they're going to come to the U.S. and, like, 20 25 bucks a piece, and they all had um, these Gamera figures. And I was like, wow. And before that point, I had seen, like, the Gamera Garden of the Universe um posters and places and some of the, the dark horse comics um i didn't really know much about like there was an actual series of films um like the hazy series but um i was you know pretty intrigued and i was like these look like awesome designs so um i went through some you know uh, <laughs> gfan used to have like some um gray market dealers <laughs> like <Yes>. listed <laughs> yes and then as the only way you can get films like that before they had um i had i mean that's how i i watched 
so almost everything you know before yeah. before th- everything was made so readily accessible so yeah so i bought the legit uh release vhs of guardian of the universe and i bought the gray market of g2 and g3 and i just like whoa like mind blown um and then they got released the ADV, ADV films not too long after that, and I bought a DVD player just to <laughs> to get those films on DVD. Um, and then I ended up going back and watching like Gals and the original. And at the time in high school, I was like, these are the worst films ever made, <laughs> especially the first film. Um, kind of just left it at that. And then maybe about. I don't know, seven, eight years ago, I went back and watched all the show of films, and I just, something about it, man, between that and getting the, to uh, know through reading the the director of the, the original series, uh, Noriaki Yoasa, something about it just, like, tapped into, like, this inner child. Like, I just, there's an innocence and a purity to the, those show of films that I really just, I dig. There's no cynicism in there. It's just, it's kind of like... I'm a big fan of Superman too, and it's kind of that sort of that um, that I don't know that that purity. It's it's kind of tapping into that. That's as good a reason as I can think of because these movies definitely have a weird, carefree spirit. That I mean, they're not the best movies, but you almost get the the feeling that, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but you almost get the feeling that uh, Yuasa was like, yeah, this is goofy as shit, but you know what? I don't care. You know, I, I get that. <laughs> I like that, actually. I dig it. It's just like, hey, man, it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, my, my history with it is, yeah, I, I watched that tape, and then shortly after that, um, the Sci-Fi Channel ran like a marathon of Gamera and Godzilla movies, and that's where I saw a lot of them for the first time. And Eric... You may not appreciate the show, but we do have to give a little bit of kudos to Mystery Science Theater because they kept Gamera on TV all throughout the 80s and 90s. And I, I suppose, but so for all much the of wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you ask, man. I mean, look, I like these movies as much as you guys, but when I watch them, I laugh my ass off at some of this stuff. They are so, hilarious. So I can't, I can't fault the MST guys for taking the piss out of them. And as someone that does like that show, I, I, some of the Gamma episodes are, are amazing. Um, but that's also why when we get to our Mystery Science Theater show, I plan to have Trev from If It Bleeds on because he's a MST super fan and historian. Eric, you're not invited on that one. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it with a stick. <laughs> um, but, but okay, so uh, now, Matt, what was... I mean, most people's first uh, experience to Gamera, and most of it was positive. The thing that got them into Gamera was Mystery Science Theater. Matt, what? where were you, like, in finding Gamera? Because I always thought, like, for a long time I was like, eh... Once I realized, like, it's a rival studio, I was like, oh, are they just trying to rip off Godzilla? But, you know, I was able to identify why it has its own charm after a while. Like, what was your mileage with Gamera like when you were younger? Yeah, like, my first uh, movie that I ever saw with Gamera was the absolute worst one, which is, uh, in my opinion, Gamera vs. Zigra. Oh, my God. Yeah, I happened to find, like, a terrible VHS version of it, and I watched it, and I, I basically 
like just never picked it up again after that because it was so terrible and boring. Um, and then after that, I I actually found out there was a bunch more of these films through through G Fan. So I ended up um, catching some on like various just television stations, and I had seen almost every single one of them. Um, I, because I'm a, a, a monster, you know, kaiju completionist. I just when they started getting released, I got some of the terrible uh, alpha video releases, which I wouldn't recommend to anybody. If you ever see them, just immediately don't buy them. I have a rebuttal for that, but we'll get Do to you? that later. Okay, well, uh, I have a couple of them that were just I thought that they were terrible, and uh, oh yeah, the quality is awful. The quality is just not good. But um, I, I'd seen for for this podcast, I'd seen everything except for Super Monster. And uh, I'm trying to remember the other one I hadn't seen, but uh, oh, virus um, were the only two that I hadn't seen. You were a better person then. Yeah. So um, I just I caught them on TV, um, and like, but it'd been so long since I'd seen them that like I kind of forgot. And, and the the last thing that I remember was watching uh, Jiger, which I also find to be pretty terrible. Um, but I watched the English dub, which is like atrocious in basically every way that you can be atrocious for a uh, Japanese monster movie. So I just, I hated everything about like the, the shower gamer films. I just didn't like anything about them. And I kind of wrote them off as just being like Godzilla knockoffs until, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this more as we go through the movies. But like after watching everything for this podcast, I honestly can say like, I'm, I'm a fan. Like I, I liked most of them, but um, a, a lot more than I thought I would. Okay, um, so let's dig in. Um, so 1965 um, is you're pretty much in the middle of the the kaiju boom. Uh, Toho is just all over the place, um, delivering kaiju movies sometimes two times a year. 1964 three times that year. Um, and Daie, who were a another huge studio um i mean the studio system in japan it was kind of similar to what we have here um but it was toho daie shochiku nakatsu and toei um daie uh uh wanted a, a little piece of that that pie um now daie were they were the serious studio you know they were the the prestige studio where you could make you know your your art films and and things like that um they did a lot of uh samurai epics and war movies so something they're actually in... re- Go ahead. Quick, say they're actually responsible for one of my other favorite series of all time and it's like right there with Godzilla and, and Gamera and all that it's uh, Zatoichi um yes, Zatoichi, the blind swordsman yes. And uh, I love those films so much. The Criterion has a box set. If you guys haven't um, checked out any of those films, I think Hulu's streaming them all for free. Um, just give them a shot. I'm the worst Japanese cinema fan because I haven't checked those out. But oh. I, I want to, especially because I am a fan of the, the Jedi Geki samurai movies. So. Um, so the a monster movie... I mean, the heads at Daie want to make one, and, you know, every director they're going to is kind of like, eh. Um, uh, but they ended up getting one of their top directors to make a giant rat movie. Are you guys familiar with this story? I think I'm probably going to be in about 30 seconds. 
Eric? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um... Okay. Um, the, the, their plan for a kaiju movie was to do um, a movie about giant rats, um, and they made a suit that, one of the, from what I understand, one of the top suit makers in Japan made it, but it, it just sucked. So they said, okay, we are going to use live rats on a miniature set. Um, and before they started actually filming the thing, um, they did over a thousand feet of footage, test footage of these rats trying to, you know, make sure that they can get the effects down, everything down. So just these effects tests that they did for ages. And, um, so, uh, a couple things here. First of all, the rats uh were rats that they just picked up like off the street uh and they had fleas so the entire crew camera crew everybody was getting um bitten by rat fleas um also the and um you know uh, hopefully this doesn't give anyone well you know what no fuck these guys <laughs> this should make you feel angry um the rats uh were not reacting the way that they wanted so they hooked up uh electrical plates uh you guys know where this is going right yeah it's going to be bad <laughs> <laughs> they hooked up uh little electrical plates under these miniature sets um, and to get the rats to move, they would electrocute them. Um, still wasn't working, and then once everyone started getting fleas and everything... Oh my god, this is so bad. Um, the folks over at Daye put all the rats in a box, and keep in mind the studio is also in the middle of a residential neighborhood, so you can imagine what kind of complaints they were getting put them in a box and burned them uh so <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh that is gonna be calling us after this podcast <laughs> i'm just gonna let you know that <laughs> so that's all um awful uh so uh this this giant rat movie is just not happening the director who was actually like a, a respected director at the time uh, I think it's Shigeo Tanaka, who would end up directing the second Gamera movie. He, he's like, this is this is insane. Um, so he's backing out. So similar to the first Godzilla, you had this whole plan, and then you, they they're suddenly stuck with a release date and no movie. Legend has it, uh, make of it what you will, because it is suspiciously similar to the story of how t- uh, Tanaka came up with Godzilla. The head of Daye, who for some reason had the nickname The Trumpet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he was flying, and legend has it, depending on who's telling the story, he saw a cloud or an island that looked like a turtle, and the idea clicked in his head and said, Aha, that's our monster movie, a giant turtle. He went back to Daye and said, Hey, guys, uh, write a giant turtle movie. You have, like, two hours or something. And he... Uh, 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 they they came up with a quick script. Placeholder title was something like, uh, I think it was Giant Turtle Destroys Tokyo or something. Something super generic like that. And then the rest is history. And then you have Gamera. Now to direct, again, no one at Daye where, you know, you have a lot more serious, art, you know, directors that are like, we're artists. 
you know, we don't want to make these monster movies. Um, a big actor in Japan had a son um, working at Daiye, and they said, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to, to this kid. You know, he's the only person that'll, that'll take this job. You know, let's, let's just see it and see how bad he messes up. Ha, ha, ha. And so that's Noriaki uh, Yuasa, who would end up directing um, uh, seven of the eight original Gamera movies. Um, and so, uh, you know, production was underway, and, uh, and this also is going to relate to how, how well staged and executed we feel like, uh, some of the movies are. Um, Daye, they, they didn't have someone like Subaraya there, who was an effects wizard, who had been making these movies for so long, you know, monster movies was not, it was not a cottage industry over there. So they actually ended up having to call uh, Subaraya and the people at Toho, and they were like, uh, hey guys, we don't really know what we're doing. Can we borrow some of your technicians and, and set builders and stuff? So, so, for, um, so for the first Gamera movie, um, some, uh, they loaned out um, some people to Daiye, so they had some Toho people helping them out to be like, okay, this is how it's done, this is what you guys want to do kind of show them show them the ropes um and what we're left with is a really odd movie in that it's it's so trying to be so many things um like it's trying to go with a more serious tone like the original Godzilla but then you have a kid character who loses his turtle and is convinced that Gamera's his turtle and and it's just really strange. This whole movie is strange. <laughs> it's kind of just feels like they don't it and you know they didn't. It feels like they don't really know what they're doing. Um and my opinion on this movie, the first like 20 minutes are awesome. The first scene, Gamera's entrance is like one of the best and coolest of like any kaiju movie, but after that it's pretty much all downhill. Um, there's a scene that kind of riffs on Beast from 20,000 Fathoms where he attacks a lighthouse. Um, there's some nice miniature work, um, but ultimately this movie is... It's, I, I think it's kind of boring and it doesn't quite know if it wants to be a silly kids movie or you know, a more grounded monster movie. And it's, it's just kind of eh. I don't know. So, I mean, what do you guys think of Gamera the Giant Monster? I liked the first half. The first half I thought was uh, pretty awesome. But I'm mainly enamored with, like, the effects and Gamer Wrecking Tokyo. Obviously, I thought it tries to, like, there, there's a lot of scenes that invoke uh, Godzilla 1954. Like, it, like, Gamer is, like, like he, he, he peers over this, like, uh, cliff, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's Godzilla. Oh, wait a second. That's definitely not Godzilla. And oh, man, then, it's shameless, man. It's, <laughs> <laughs> he's... Oh, hey, Tokyo's on fire. That's Godzilla walking. No, that's definitely Gamera. Um, but there's a lot of cool miniature work. And then you're right. Like, the tone of the film is all over the place. Gamera's, like, destroying everything, but he randomly goes out of his way to, like, save a chill, uh, save a kid. Yeah, like, and what then, is he doing? And then, like, in the next scene, not the next scene, but later on, he peers over a building, and he's literally breathing fire and roasting people. So, you know, there's that. Um, and then you have the whole, like scene where they're feeding him fuel from like these trains these 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 uh fuel carts or whatever 
It's just it's all over the place. He also forgot the, the the operation, this huge complex military operation, just to flip him on his back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they know he can fly. I'm thinking like, wait a second. They don't. They don't, they don't know. Yeah, that's, that's how right. they find they out they he find can out. fly. They flip oh, him on his back and then he flies away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. But the, it's just it's a weird. I don't know. I, I like I said, I actually enjoyed the first like 45 minutes of it. Um, mainly for the effects and, and because I actually thought those were those were pretty well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first forty five minutes, you're still stuck in like a it's a routine kaiju movie plot. But then it get, it gets dumb after that. Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah, does. I, I uh, would say this is my second least. Uh, or I only dislike one of the films in the show era more than this film. Um, I maybe re- revisit this every couple of years and even then i drift in and out of it um it's just everything i love the show of films for this does not represent so i it's it's It's, just kind of it's rare man uh, especially in the kaiju genre to have like the sequels improve on the original like so much well, can, can we talk about the the U.S. version because that's an atrocity? Yeah. So, what? Where are you guys on Gamera with two M's? The Invincible, the American re-edit, uh, which it's, did the it did fun. the same thing that the uh, American Godzilla did, where they insert uh, American and English actors. Um, you have Brian Donlevy and a bunch of other people I don't know. Um, and I, I don't even get this one. It's almost like King Kong versus Godzilla, where like the scenes just show up and don't go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, it's just these guys. It's just like these guys having meetings and like arguing. Like so, so like Shin Godzilla. I'm sorry, I can't get yeah, off. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure Hideki Anno loves the uh, loves Gamera the Invincible. Um, uh, yeah, the English version is just crap. That's when I was saying in high school. That I went back and started trying to rewatch after I saw the Heisei film. I was like, "Hey, man, like, I really like Gamera. I'm gonna go see the show ones." And saw Gallus and wasn't too impressed with that. I was expecting like Toho level sophistication. And then I saw this one, and I just remember going to school the next day and like, guys, I saw the worst movie of all time. <laughs> um, and it was the, the English version of this. It's it's it's, it's bad. Do you guys yeah. remember like the like the stereotype? like in those meetings like the the oh. guy the, there's a guy doing a fake japanese accent and it's so racist and so like i might have to find yeah. a clip and like insert it here because oh, yeah it's it's bad uh <laughs> there's also like two token black guys like randomly like they're just sitting there they're not talking they're just like in the meetings for no reason they're like yeah we have an international conference and like there's this like a random black guy sitting there that <laughs> appears to be from africa <laughs> It's just the worst. This is an exhausting movie to talk about. I just and I, there are people out there. Um, like I went to uh, it was it was uh, it was done as a live kaiju cast at G Fest, not this past year, but the one before that about the Showa Gamera movies. And both Kyle uh, from Kaiju Cast and August said they prefer the American version. And I how is that possible? I, I honestly don't know. It's 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 madness to me. Like. There's one scene where these these guys are having a apparently like a news con- like I don't know there's like a news thing going on they're debating Gamera and they're arguing and I'm like why is this even in the movie it, it serves no point it's it's one of the worst American shot scenes inserted in, like it put into a movie 
that I that I can think of. I don't know. It, it this movie sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, can we uh, now, move on? <laughs> if you do want to see the American version, and this this is a. Uh, uh, going back to something you were saying earlier, Matt, you you can't get this on the Shout Factory or Mill Creek uh, DVDs. You know, you got to go to that Alpha Video and get that public domain VHS transfer if you want to get Gamma the Invincible on DVD. There's there's also it's very true. There's also one other exception. Um, I I should you not. I own probably f- four to five different versions of each of these films. <laughs> Like various different DVDs and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so I own uh, like a, a pan and scan version of Gamma vs. Virus that came out a few years ago just because it has the, the Carl Craig. The commentary. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that's another sort of uh, shady, shady semi legit release that is <laughs> worth worth owning maybe because of that supplementary like i learned from that oh, i'll get to when we uh, is that a good that. commentary because i've thought about getting that there is one I, I remember it was kind of entertaining yeah you learn a lot about uh noriaki Iwasa, and there's i'll just say it right now the guy who plays um the lead alien like the human alien in that is also the same guy who played daimajin in those films i'll be damned so when i look on the amazon description of that particular dvd and it says digitally remastered from original film elements uh, that... i think they like sparsed up the vhs <laughs> like <laughs> uh, okay um all right so uh how many psychotic turtle obsessed children do you give this out of five about one and a half one and a half <laughs> Um. Okay. Yeah. I. I. Uh, see, I haven't watched it in a while, so like the good side of me wants to give it a two. Am I doing the wrong thing by doing that? I just. Uh, yeah, I, okay. think, I think you are. <laughs> uh, the kid's name is Toshi. The kid's name is Toshio, and he thinks his pet turtle is Gamera. You're giving it a one and a half bird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. All right. Well. Um. Okay. So that movie was a hit. Uh, surprise hit because no one thought you also would be able to pull it off. A movie of this kind of scale from someone like this. Who so how did they no reward experience. him? <laughs> they rewarded him by demoting him. <laughs> so uh, the next year we have Gamera versus Barugan. Uh, or I I always just called it Baragon, but over the years Me people too, I keep Baragon are people better. only is that a fan made pronunciation to differentiate I think it from so. the Toho one? Okay, screw it. Gamera versus Baragon the next year. Um, <laughs> so it's because Gamera, well, it's a double edged sword because because the first movie made so much money, they're willing to like double the budget. Uh, and I think this might be the highest budget of any of these old Gamera movies. And they're willing to get their uh, top director, who was originally attached, they're able to say, hey, man, look how much money this made. Come on over here. So um, Shigeo Tanaka is directing the movie. At the time, he was a big director. And uh, Yuasa is demoted to running the effects department, which I don't even know if he had any experience and should have been doing this <laughs> to begin with. But... Um, Gamera versus Baragon. Um, and uh, here you have Daie. They're bringing in a lot more of their kind of name actors as well. Um, and uh, 
the one that's the most par- prominent is Kashiro Hongo, who was in a lot of samurai movies and was kind of their, a, a star over there. And he kind of had the same attitude at first that the rest of these guys did. He didn't want to be involved in a monster movie, but because he had a pleasant experience on this one, he kept coming back and, you know, grew to like it. But um, he declined to be in this a bunch of times. And then after they got him to sign, he faked an illness and delayed the movie for a long time. <laughs> he did not want to be doing this. Uh, but, you know, stuff like that will only carry you so far. Um, and so uh, we have a, a bigger budget. So this one's in color. Um, bigger budget. Uh, uh, it's in color so you can see this dude's wicked-ass tan lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a, 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 a good cast. And so... Um, uh, for whatever reason, they took a more serious route. Uh, well, I don't know, because the, the last movie tried to be serious. It just didn't know if it was, like, supposed to be. Um, so this movie's less confused, and, um, you know, but this one is, uh, uh, stands out in the series because it's, um, more, uh, straight-faced. There's not a lot of goofy monster gymnastics. There's no kids singing songs or, or going to the military and giving them ideas or any of that goofy stuff. It's actually a favorite of a lot of um, kaiju fans as far as the show era films. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people also, on the other end of it, hate it because it's supposedly very, very boring. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, a couple things. First of all, this probably actually is my favorite, and it's not because it's more serious. I don't mind the goofiness of the other movies, but... This is the one where I really, um, this movie does have pacing issues, but I really find myself engaged in the main characters' stories, um, uh, Kojiro Hongo's character, the girl, uh, I think her name's Karen, and then this has one of the scummiest, just most mean human villains of any kaiju movie he's awesome (laughs) yeah that by the end you're just you you just can't wait for him to get his and like he's the absolute best as far as like in any kaiju film even godzilla or mothra versus godzilla like i think he tops it he is is just so awful oh my god he's the worst (laughs) but like in that great way um and so that that's why this is my favorite do you remember the part where he like uh uh like like beats a crippled guy to death and like throws a <laughs> like uh the like uh buries oh, yeah. a woman like a, a topples a like a a, a bookshelf a, like a, bu- yeah a bookshelf oh, on the on this poor woman and like there's a baby crying about it and he just walk like this guy is the worst he leaves him to burn to death in the city when <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he leaves this poor family that he beats the crippled dad buries the wife under a bookshelf and leaves them while there's a monster attack like he's just the worst person um yeah uh but yeah the so explorers go to um is it new guinea i think it's new guinea some island and they find what they think is this rare gem this opal and then um the dumbass bad guy he gets stung <laughs> by a, yeah he, he gets stung by a scorpion and uh or, or no yeah he he intentionally he allows his buddy to get lo- stung allows on his purpose. his friend yeah. to get stung by a scorpion so he can keep it all for himself and then he gets, like jungle foot or something he gets what... yeah he gets athlete's foot and then like an idiot he leaves the 
the the he gets a UV lamp to kill the um, on their their ride back. This this boat is equipped with the most advanced technology, uh, <laughs> including a, a UV lamp. So they use the UV lamp to kill the athlete's foot, but um, it incubates he's... the egg, and out comes baby Baragon, who quickly grows and destroys Tokyo. Baragon swims a... to shore despite being uh, deathly allergic to water. Yes, he. Yeah, how does that work, Eric? Science. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I figured you'd know. You know, you're you're on here as our camera expert. Uh, Baragon's a cool monster. I guess the idea was um, he has like ice breath and you know ice versus fire. Uh, yeah, the cool. He has the coolest power of any kaiju. And that's the, the rainbow beam. A rainbow that decimates rainbow. all life that it hits. <laughs> and it's like he's like telepathic or something because he could automatically like he wakes up in. before he gets attacked. <laughs> yeah, and then he also like is able to just. Like, okay, this missile base, like, miles and miles away that he can't possibly see, he just, in, he just instinctively knows, like, that's where the missiles came from, so that he fires his rainbow over the horizon and just wipes out this entire base. Um, so, uh, Baragon's... He was actually from... The original script was going to be Gamera versus, like, an ice giant, you know, going with the fire and ice thing. Uh, but they ditched that, I guess, because they wanted a more, like, lizard-like monster. And um, that Ice Giant script eventually evolved into Daimajin. Um, uh, uh, but Gamera versus Baragon, I guess, you know, they wanted to keep the fire and ice thing. So that's why he has this weird ice, ice power. <laughs> um now, uh, we talked about... Now, the reason for this movie being a little bit more divisive is because it is too long. Um, and every maybe 20 minutes or so, there's another meeting in another boardroom with the military. Again, I'm sure Hideki Anno loved this movie growing up. Um, and it's just like those scenes just kill the pacing. Just kill it. Murder it. Um, now, if you don't want to deal with all that, my recommendation is to track down the AIP American TV cut, uh, War of the Monsters, which trims out 12 minutes of babble and just cuts straight to the point. Um, there's a narrator that kind of comes in to fill the gaps, but I, I really do prefer this version. Um, the only way you can get it is on, like, the Alpha Video DVDs and the Public Domain DVDs, but... This is my preferred version of the movie, and one of the one of the rare cases where I do prefer the American version over the Japanese one by a wide margin. Um, have you guys had a chance to to watch the AIP version? I have. I've seen. I just the voices don't hit right with me, so um, I don't know. I, I prefer the Japanese actually. It's been a while, but I have. Yeah. Oh, well, you're gonna you you just love meetings. That's why. <laughs> Um, so how many, uh, rainbow death rays do you give this one out of five? It's definitely a, uh, it's like, it's like a two and a half to three, I I would say. I I do enjoy it. I think the, uh, the, the problem with all of the Gamera films, I think, are, are the execution of the monster fights. Just as a whole. Well, I mean, that, that's something that we can... Let, let's just get that conversation out of the way because it's something that we're going to have that we would be able to talk about with any of them. But 
Yeah, for me, the execution of the monster stuff just isn't... It, I don't want to say it's careless, but it, it's so clumsy. Like, the actors yeah. in the monster suits act like they're always stumbling around, like... Uh, even when they're props, like when Gamera flies and when he lands, he doesn't land. He just crashes into the ground. <laughs> I love like he... that though. Like it's it's so ungraceful. It's just like <laughs> it's kind of it fits his personality. Like he's he is he's he a is. good good he's the good guy, but like he's in such a duncey way sometimes. Yeah, but like some of the monster fights are just they're they're sort of boring in some ways, or like they're predictable. Like in every in every movie after this, it's like Gamera is gonna pick up the monster he's gonna fly him up in the air and he's gonna like drop him from the sky but like like work they've got like these perfect arcs of like (laughs) of um gamer you know they fight the first time gamer loses and then they fight again and either gamer loses again or he (laughs) wins um you know it's yeah but like the, the the thing that i that i struggle with here is like in the first fight with uh with bargain like they just kind of stare at each other for like umpteen seconds, and it's not the thing. Is the miniature work is actually really good in this film. The like I actually really enjoy the miniature work. I, I like a lot of the stuff that they do, but the fight's kind of boring. So like the story's pretty solid, but but the monster stuff is kind of eh. So for that reason, I'm gonna say two and a half. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a a three. Um, the you know. Maybe sometimes a three and a half. Um, I like it. I just it's not it's still not exactly what I I prefer to see in a, in a camera film. So all right, well I give this a three and a half. This is my favorite of this series. You guys have been eating way too many Skittles. You need nah, to knock man. it off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, these monster fights—they're always doing some goofy shit where Gamera rolls down a hill and. Like, uh, like hits the monster, or he, or like a monster's holding, like a holding something, and then Gamera lands on him, and it's like a seesaw, and like the other monster like goes <laughs> flying, and it's and like there's yeah, it's like there's no grace to how these monsters move, like the Toho movies, they're just kind of like, like the Daiye people just throw them everywhere, pretty much. <laughs> Real quick, a uh, little bit of trivia before we get to the next film, something I learned I think from August. Uh commentary track on the film is at the end when the gamer is kind of like drowning slash uh, eviscerating <laughs> in the lake they actually had to cut the head off the suit because they couldn't get the suit to um sink in the water like it, it just filled with air so much that would just bob back up to the surface like a, a rocket so they literally damn Baragon, like, you stupid thing. You know, like had to cut the head off or something, and just like. <laughs> I will say, I I I was impressed by how Baragon is the suit because of these Showa monsters. He's the only one that has one suit actor where he walks on all fours and not bent at the knees. And I just don't yeah. know how that. How did they pull that off? Uh, it's just tricks i think he did do a lot of bending at the knees but it's just they were able to hide it very well okay also i would just say that the gamer films are super violent yeah they're (laughs) super gory and super bloody he like just like gamer just jams his finger like straight in his face (laughs) yeah and like blood doesn't just like pour like ooze out it's gushes all over the place but the way they were able to get past the sensors is as long as it wasn't red blood Mm mm-hmm 
purple it was okay. green. It was fine. Purple green, yeah. Um, so cool. this movie, despite having a bigger budget, bigger stars, it didn't pull in the business that they were expecting. And uh, Yuasa at the premiere screening noticed that kids were not paying attention. Yep. And they were, the they were literally running around in the theater. They were fidgeting in their seats. And he, he just thought, this cannot happen in the next Isn't one. Isn't it? I thought that was the next one. No, the next one's Gamera versus Gauss. Yeah, well, I thought he, that's why he just straight up abandoned any sort of adultness. No, the, that was Gamera versus Baragon. And, okay. Uh, I, and Gamera versus Gauss, that's what prompted them to give uh, to go back to having a, a child lead who gets to ride around on Gamera and do all those things. Yeah. And This is the movie that really cemented Gamera as being the quote-unquote friend of all children. Um, and it also brings in Gauss, who uh, is kind of Gamera's arch-nemesis. Uh, throughout the series, and um, he's just a really mean bat-looking bird reptile thingamajig who has like a like a a, a laser ray, um, and um, and likes to drink blood. Yes, he drinks blood. Uh, this movie has an awesome scene that uh, this could only be in a Showa Gamera movie where to lure him they. They make a gigantic turntable in the middle of the city and fill it with with fake like, blood. Yeah, fake blood for him to drink. And then he, when he spins around, in the hopes of getting him dizzy. And yeah, they make him dizzy. This is something that would not be in a Toho movie. This is nope. so out there. Um, <laughs> but I love Gauss. He's just a mean bastard, and he he. And here you have. Um, uh, you know, like Baragon, he eats people. So Dai is willing to go a little bit more visceral uh, with, with you know, how they want to, I guess, scare people with these monsters, despite being a kid's movie. Um, it's it's still got all that gore um, that people love about this series. Gamera, like, bites his, his uh, foot off, foot off like, and there's just, and like... And wing, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's, he's got, like, skin. Gamera's got skin hanging off his tusks, and it's all gory, and it's the just... The great thing about Gauss, man, is, like, they just... In every single iteration of them, pretty much, they really show, like, why it's a bad thing if these... If this thing exists, if it makes more, you know... Um, Depending on when this airs, we were just talking kind of about Godzilla 2014 and the Mutos. And, like, the context of that film, I don't really care if there's more Mutos. Like, <laughs> there's no reason, there's no immediate danger besides maybe, like, it's, you don't want to be trampled by it. But with a Gauss, man, like, it's literally it's getting... a predator. It's com- it's coming to eat you. <laughs> yeah, he's um, an asshole. Is that, yeah, he's an asshole too, and he's like, um, he's just yeah, he's just beaming airplanes and cars in half and shit just for the sake of it. Like, yeah, for no the reason. Is, the car thing is the best scene in the movie. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, the guy like is With still driving half a car. <laughs> the way it works though, like the beam, there's if it did what it's supposed to do, like. He shouldn't be able to drive it like that because it's like driving the, on two wheels. Well, yeah, the axle's complete though. If you look at it, like. So it bisects the car 
to a point and then like it leaves all the bottom stuff <laughs> so, so they can still drive this is so stupid uh but um this is this is the movie that uh if Baragon wouldn't be my favorite, this would be my favorite. Um, it brings in a lot of the kitty stuff, but not to a degree that's intolerable. You know, they still do the thing of like, oh, the little kid, you know, he names the monster and gets to go to these like military yeah. meetings for some reason. <laughs> um, it's also got like a weird environmental message. So like it's like the antithesis of like a Honda film where it's like the environment is good. This one, it's like, nah, man, we we need to build roads and shit and give people jobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I've never heard anyone talk about that before. But like, literally, the film ends is like, no, the the villagers were wrong. Like, we need to build roads and progress is good. <laughs> yeah, man, that subplot is weird. I... <laughs> a weird subplot. Yeah, but it's... the one dude was just holding out to get more money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was holding out to get money. Yeah, the, instead of the villagers being like the noble, like these guys are the salt of the earth, they're trying to protect the environment. They're shown as like greedy assholes, just trying to <laughs> to make a dime. And the big corporation is like the benevolent sort of power of good in the film. Um, it's just weird, and like the film has some like brilliant transitions. Like um, there's a scene where like you hear a cow mooing, and then it, like it zooms in and like. <laughs> Like on the mayor or like the the head of the, the village or whatever, and just like things like that, they have some good comedic relief of these two characters. Um, I love this film. It's also got my favorite Showa Gamera suit. It's a good mix of like the kitty and the uh, sort of more fierce. It's just I love this film. Yeah, this is a this is a good one. Um, uh, Matt, where do you fall here? This is my favorite of the series by far. I feel like I this actually, is I feel like this is like the big fan favorite. Yeah, this this is this I actually love this movie. I think it's uh it's great. Like I th- this is my go-to. If I'm going to watch a gamer film that's not like the the 90s films, this is the one I'm going to watch. So, um how many uh uh road building uh <laughs> villager haters do you give this out of five i'm, I'm actually gonna go five i, I love this oh, movie damn, damn. uh yeah. i'm gonna go three and a half uh you know we're 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 up there but you know we we aren't really at the the sweetest spot yet uh eric how about you i think we lost eric i think eric dropped how do we bring him back <laughs> uh well he's got to connect back to the internet his internet man why is he messing around over there? He's taking a nap. He got eaten by Gauss. We thought uh, you got eaten by Gauss. Yeah, we thought a yeah. Gauss got you. <laughs> but I, I was uh, just curious, what would, um, how many uh, road building village haters do you give this one out of five? Five all day, suckers. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's what I gave it in case you try. I don't know when you I dropped. did not hear, actually. Damn, you yeah, guys I are g- making I me feel it. guilty. I gave this I gave, a three and a half. I gave it five. I honestly, I don't think any of the Showa camera movies get a five out of me. Maybe not. Five. Probably, I don't think I'd give any of these a four, either. Five out of just in, in the context of the the series. Yeah. Cause it, it's weird. I just gave Barragant, Barragant is the same score as Godzilla 2014, but totally two different films right i i love this movie though like it's mine's not so much on how good it is as much as how much i enjoy it exactly 
Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. It's it's. I, this is probably what I think is like where the series peaks. I think. Yeah. Um, at this point, uh, um, Dai have developed a pretty healthy relationship with AIP here in the U.S., who are just um, putting these movies straight to TV. Um, maybe because I know August's theory was that. Um, maybe get the Gamera movies were even too out there to market theatrically, um, but uh, they're, they were successful enough that AIP said, hey, if you guys keep making them, we'll keep, we'll keep putting them on TV. So, um, so then uh, um, Gamera versus Virus is the next year. Um, I have always pronounced it virus, but I keep hearing Virus, so I, I guess I was saying it wrong. I don't know. Um, and this is where the series gets really crazy. Um, and, uh, so here we have, uh, alien invasion, uh, big squid monsters, basically. Uh, the beginning is pretty much the same as, like, Flash Gordon of, like, the aliens. <laughs> Ooh, what is this planet? Ooh, this is, this is perfect for us. We're gonna take it over. And then, um, <laughs> I love the, the transition. Wait, what is this? And, like, it's... I forget exactly how it goes, but it's like <laughs> it makes it sound like the monster's name is destroy all planets or something. Yeah, it's funny. in the yeah. English version. And then, uh, yeah, th- and then they're like, "What? What's that in space?" And Gamera just like crashes through <laughs> the ship. Just, yeah. Which <laughs> I gotta admit, that is an awesome opening scene. That opening yeah, scene is great. Yep. Um, I love that spaceship design too. It's like probably my favorite out of toho and die like one of my favorite uh showa era spaceship design yeah it's a cool design for sure um in this movie uh main characters are two uh boy scouts and this is also where um you also would have uh you know wanting to go above and beyond and really going and having an international cast and he always had a western uh actor paired with a uh a Japanese uh, kid, and, um, you know, that's pretty cool, you know, like Honda, he's kind of, you know, trying to be a little bit more progressive, and, um, uh, so. Yeah, that's what Carl Craig said on his commentary, like, um, not that, sorry, but just that, like, you also was, like, really nice to him, really cool, like, only lost his temper, like, once or twice with him, um, but just seemed to, like, really didn't really see like race or nationality all that much just like it was just you know and even if you look at like the interview interview transcripts from like gfam past issues like he's he was just um he was lamenting at one point that he he never cast a a black person in a show a gamer movie he's like if i get to make another gamer movie like i I, you know you wanted more diversity in it and stuff like that so yeah um I mean, I honestly, his, I mean, his skill as a director is debatable, but I always loved Yasa just, just for who he was. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, now, um, the, the kids get abducted by the aliens and, um, the plot is they're trying to get out of the ship and, um, and then, uh, Gamera shows up. And, <laughs> you really don't have to summarize yeah. like the rest of these films. I don't think at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're, especially after after this one, they're pretty much all the same. 
<laughs> the kids get lost somewhere. The adults are worried. Gamera saves the kids and fights the monster. The end. That's really like I just see you, like exhausting yourself trying to do this. <laughs> just, um, kill the audience, you're gonna kill yourself. Just just give it up. And it's it's interesting. This movie had the opposite problem that Baragon had. Where instead of AIP saying, uh, guys, this movie's too long, we gotta cut it down, they were like, uh, guys, this movie's too short. How do we get this to pad out to a 90-minute-ish running time so we can air it on TV? And then so, so, oh my lord. Yeah, they (sighs) they added 26 minutes of stock. Oh, jeez, man. It's, it's... There's like a 12-minute montage at the beginning, and then all the... And it is literally 12 minutes. You know what? It's 12 minutes, yeah. I almost would rather this and the way it's done in this film where it's like we must examine the Gamera's <laughs> past battles to see you know to analyze it for weaknesses it's kids for, <laughs> I'm sorry that's versus versus and Gigan where it's like I'm gonna try to put this into this fight scene and try to play it past you guys so you don't notice or something I disagree like, just because in Gigan it's not like hurting the pacing of the movie but this movie okay First of but all, you see like Mothra on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but, it, 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 but, but, but this movie yeah. slows to a crawl during that scene. And then it again, does, does. They're, they're like, oh, we've taken control of Gamera. So then they replay the whole part where he attacks the dam from Baragon. And then they play like every rampage scene from the first movie. Every single scene. Yeah. black and white. Under yeah. the guise of him being mind controlled. And it's like, Look, oh, I, my God. Like, I can't. I, I can't justify any of that, but what I can say is, if you look past that, um, the movie is really good. Man, I ain't looking past it. <laughs> no, I, it's I, got a cool alien beheading scene. That comes yeah, that out of part nowhere. is awesome. <laughs> um, Gamera gets a wound that should kill him five times over, <laughs> and his head's like popping out of his shell when he's yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, and then with with Vera still stuck in him, he he flies him into space. His guts should be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then Vera's, he's like freezing, and then he just throws him in the water. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, man, it's that that stock footage. Just I I really do have a lot of fun with everything outside of that stock footage, man. But it it kills me. Did you know that this was a Noriaki Yuasa's favorite? film that he directed i think maybe at least gamma film that he directed but why it's, i love this movie it's, it's the film where he finally got to do it exactly the way he wanted to do it i think is, is why so Man, y'all, y'all are tripping because no. with gals he still had to do some concessions still had to have some adult stuff and, and this one he got to literally just make it the way he wanted to make it the, the kids in this movie are hilarious and awesome yeah. serious like i love everything i love outside of the stock footage this movie is awesome. Yep. I, I love it. So what's the rating system, Bird? Uh, this, um, how many decapitated <laughs> uh, disguised aliens out of five? Oh, man. I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go four on account of the stock footage. If it weren't for that, I would actually say five, because I get an immense amount of enjoyment out of yeah. everything else. I'd agree. Four. Man, this is a two and a half. Y'all, y'all are <laughs> I, What's up with, like, uh, they're like, yeah, this this 
spaceship will replicate anything we want, and they they just keep asking for sandwiches and stuff. <laughs> yeah, make me a sandwich. <laughs> that's bitch. what a kid. That's what a kid would do, man. man. They they ask for juice, and they're like, "Oh, this is the best juice ever." And they take one sip, and then they send they it back, it, and they put it back. And I love yeah. how the sandwiches that they want come out with the crust cut off. Crust off. It's <laughs> it just blows my mind every time I see it. Like that's freaking awesome, and I'm I get hungry. <laughs> what kid? Yeah, it's like every kid's dream. Give me a sandwich with no crust. That's what every little. That's what every little kid wants, though. Man, so, and in the next film, though, they do that, but they have donuts. Yeah, and, and who doesn't donuts love donuts? Amazing. And that's who doesn't love this movie? Gamma uh, yeah. versus mm, Guron. Brains. Sorry. Did we all? Okay, you guys are giving it a four because you're crazy. Uh, now, Gamma versus Guron is the next year. Guron is it? Guron? Guron? I don't, know how to say, I don't know how to say any Japanese word, so asking me my opinion is... <laughs> All right, man. man, you know this. you can turn on the dub and listen to how they say it. It's, I think it's like Gilan or something. No, nah, man, there's no L in there. What are you doing? I'm going to say but Gilan that, from now on just because the Japanese, Eric... The Japanese pronounce their L's and I, I don't know. That's racist. I, no, I, <laughs> no, Matt, didn't someone literally say that this past weekend? No, they say, they say Rigon for Legion, so you're wrong. They don't say L's in Japan. They don't have ah, L's. Shit. They don't so have L's. I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely Giron or Giron or Gurn. Like I don't know. Guillotine is is the the basis of they the don't, word. They don't have L's. They they so don't be, have like an L sound. In so how would you say guillotine without an L? Well, they listen, would have man. a different word for it because they don't speak English. <laughs> well, listen, so I, I I listen to that dub and they say Giron. So that's where I'm okay. going with. Okay, it's curious. Um, this movie is uh, pretty much... <laughs> uh, see, and here's why the last movie goes so low for me, because everything that the last movie was, I feel like this movie... I feel like Virus was a test run for this movie. That's true. Um, and you kind of have a reversal where the kids are in space on the spaceship. Um and I mean, it's pretty much the same plot all the way, all the way right yep. down to they have aliens that'll at first seem like they'll give them whatever they want, you know, with the donuts and stuff like that. Uh, but really, uh, oh, the these twin alien, alien babes, man. Yeah, these twin alien gals <laughs> are really trying to eat their brains because, as anyone knows, I had such when a you... crush on them. As, <laughs> <laughs> as anyone knows. <laughs> When you eat a brain, you gain the knowledge that was that of that person. Sidebar, but the the uh, what's the chick's name? There's somebody that actually believes this. Never mind. I can't I can't remember the chick's name. Keep 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 going. What do they believe? What? I don't know, man. But it was it was these two and then Katsura from Terror Mechagodzilla. Oh, don't or, even like... get me going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Uh, this podcast is like... going downhill rapidly. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Okay, well, no, anyways. I mean Kumi was was gorgeous she was too. Great. But yeah, I, but, no, um, man, it's there's no, no... The, the girl from Gidra, the girl from uh, Gidra Three had a monster and Dagora. Well, that, she was a Bond girl too. Everyone loses to um, Anne from Ultra Seven, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, that. Okay, so um, anyways, <laughs> so uh, we have a white kid and an Asian kid on a ship. <laughs> Wait a and, second. We just saw this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, not they're in space now, and they go to uh, the planet. What? What's the name of this planet? Uh, Terran. Is that what it is? I thought Terra? Earth was Terran. What? Shouldn't Earth? It's supposed be, to be. It should Earth be, be called Terran. Who knows? It starts on Earth, and they get 
abducted. Well, no, the planet is Terra. What the hell? Anyway, and there's like space gals. Come on, Eric, you're supposed to know all this. Stuff. I said Terra or something. Yeah, I was <laughs> but right. You also right? said Gilon, so I can't believe everything you say. You can't. I'm just trying to keep you guys, you know, on your toes. But uh, uh, and they, they see a space gauss, which is like an Earth gauss, only it's silver. And then a monster with a knife for a head that can shoot ninja stars out of its head as well appears and cuts him up like a a sausage. Guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a guillotine only cuts off the head. I don't know, man. You're dragging this out. They fight. He <laughs> they dies. F- <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but he he gets he gets chopped up. I think that's relevant. It is. It well, is it's very... it's definitely the most gruesome sequence in any of these. Oh, there's a Space Olympics. Yeah, Gamera f- spins around on a pole for really no yes. reason. I make that you sound like have... stripping or something. <laughs> I was going to say that. That definitely sounds like Space Gamera stripping. I'm not sure. There's a, a Lonely Island song called Space Olympics, and I think of that scene every time. <laughs> um, uh, I'll so, yeah. give this movie shit for the car the, the frequent uh, mentions of uh, car accidents. Really strange. And now you came up with your own little fan theory, I, which is I explained cool. it to me. It makes it very like sad and touching, and it's always for me. It's obvious. I don't see why anyone else doesn't see it. Man, you're the but only obviously person... this kid lost his father in a car accident. Man, so why why is he why is he guy saying that? So he's so hung up on it, man, because he's like, that's what a kid would do. Like, everything would go back to car accidents. No, man, you make me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is also why we wanted Eric on here, because he sees some sort of odd poetic quality to these that I've never seen before. But no, man, this kid, he's just he just is obsessed with car accidents. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I think August, because I asked him about that one time, he said, well, at the time, I think there's like a systemic problem with car accidents in in Japan, um, so there's actually like a, a sort of an epidemic or something. I don't know. It, but. Well, this kid's this kid's mentions of car accidents just come out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, the perfect world has like no war, no murder, no car accidents. Like what? My version. I like my version better. Your version is is. Your version involves L's in Gilan. You know, I mean, I love this movie too, but you, man, you're giving these guys too much credit with <laughs> coming up with. Oh man, you're not giving them too much credit enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, now, Eric, me and you both, I think, really like this movie probably a lot more than a lot of people, and um, I and I think ba- well, based on what we've talked about, uh, it this this movie personifies that quality that I was talking about with how these movies just have a. They they're like yeah we're goofy as hell but you know what we don't really care we're just gonna yeah, go all for it and you know it's like if someone captured just like a bunch of seven year olds playing in the backyard and what sort of adventure they were coming up with like that's that's this this is like um it's it's kind of would make a great uh, double feature with Godzilla's Revenge like. Um, uh, only this is better. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's more enjoyable, I think too. But, um, but no, people... this movie, this movie encapsulates that more than any of the other ones. I think. Oh yeah, and when people try to like tear these films down, a lot of times, I well, my uh, sort of rebuttal would be is like, you know, they're not made for you as thirty-year-old man or whatever. Like, they're made for a kid, and kids generally, to a certain degree. Um, enjoyed these films you know they were doing they did okay 
Um, obviously, like Kaneko would always say, like, he, even as a kid, he knew, like, quality and Toho films like quality. These didn't, but there's still these things are fun. So mm-hmm. up, up yeah. until we get to the next few. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, this is one of my favorites. Uh, but still, man, we're not hitting. I don't know if I want to hit a four yet. I'm going to go with three and a half. Three and a half what? Yeah, three and a half. Oh, three and a half um, uh, hot alien twins. (laughs) Good choice. I'm going to go with four and a half. Damn. I'm going to go, I'm going to go three. Oh, come on, man. Oh, (sighs) I know. Why you got to be the downer? Why, why you got to do it, man? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't quite hit. It doesn't ring true with you. The the car accidents are too terrifying. Yeah. Is it? You said so Gion too many times. <laughs> <laughs> and come on, he is an awesome monster. Way oh no, no, I love, I love Gion. Gion, I love shurikens. Man, what do you? I don't know what you guys are doing, doing to this Gion talk here. All but right, to the. This is the weirdest podcast episode ever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you... I'm talking about, man. <laughs> uh, okay. So 1970, we go to Gamera versus Jiger, uh, which is uh, a Gamera gets knocked up. That's all anybody needs to know about yeah, this movie. Jiger is a it's Gamera uh, version of Junior. G- Jiger <laughs> is a, a weird dinosaurian thing that injects Gamera with uh, a baby Jiger, and then there's some horrific scenes. This is this is this is the uh, this is the first version of the penis tail prior to Shin Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, here we have uh, the kids um, go inside Gamera to to figure out what's wrong with him. That was a weird, that was a weird segue. Never... <laughs> weird segue. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey man, it happened. I didn't think of this this stuff. Um, uh, and it's not like Fantastic Voyage because Gamera's already huge, so they don't have to shrink down. They just like, you know, drive a mini sub through his mouth and. <laughs> and then that's where they run into the baby Jiger who have you guys noticed that the baby Jiger sounds like an old man coughing? <laughs> yeah, it's just is literally just pretty much a small version of the adult. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the elephant trunk. Cause... Yeah, there there's a scene in here where they're like, well, what if what if Jiger infected Gamera with a parasite? And they show us the stock footage from a zoo where this elephant has a, a big old knot in its trunk, and they they just slice it open, and all these worm parasites fall out of it, and it's absolutely re- revolting. <laughs> like, why do they need to ruin our lives? Like and that? Wh- why did what who what who thought that this was that was okay imagery for anyone to see? <laughs> In a Gamera movie. Well, they, they, uh, like I said, they they thought it was okay to make Gamera pregnant, so I guess I don't, I don't know. It was just. Well. I feel like these next few movies we've seen it like discussed like slapdash form, just like just all over the place. There's no really no coherent. <laughs> um, there, I remember there's one scene that sticks out to me. Like they're sitting, it's kind of the beginning of the movie, and they go through like this conference sort of area, and there's like some guy like in African garb speaking <laughs> yeah he's, he's yelling jiger jiger jiger's yeah. gonna, the curse of jiger is gonna because yeah, i guess but... there's some there's a subplot about like a statue that's like makes a whistling sound but like it spreads like a plague 
and they took it to show it at the World Expo, and Jiger's pissed about that, which I don't yeah. really understand any of that. But but whatever. that that language is not a real language that you speak. <laughs> it's so, so hilariously awful. It's like, like in uh, American movies when they have like a Chinese character, and they're just going shim shum cha. It's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it just seems so even more overtly racist if possible. <laughs> I don't understand the thing like supposedly that that sound like Jiger hates it, but he's chasing it or she's chasing it the entire time. No, dude, it's awesome. Right. I was just about to talk about that. It's like a fake out. Like, this entire movie, you're like, this is the magic whistling statue that can defeat <laughs> Jiger. Then at the end of the movie, he just like stabs it in the head with it. Amber's <laughs> like. I'm not playing around. I'm just going to freaking stab it in the face. <laughs> like, it would have still served. Like, it could have been a, like a building or a rock. <laughs> like, 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 oh, man. Out. This, is like, this means something. It's just scary. Like, eh. <laughs> just stabs it in the freaking head. Um, This was released here as Gamera versus Monster X. The reason for that is actually. That was the placeholder title on the script, and AIP liked that title more than Gamera vs. Jiger, so they're just like, screw it. <laughs> I'd give... Oh, are we at the rating? <laughs> I have nothing else to say. So. <laughs> I, th- well, I mean, I know Matt like hates this one, and I don't like it like I do the last few... But I don't like. I'm I'm so like in the middle. Like this one is just kind of non-eventful, and it's just kind of there. So I give this one at all. Yeah, I give this one a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. I'd say two and a half or a two. Yeah. It's a it's a point five. Man, why do you hate this one? Wow. Well, okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Not a point five. I'll give it one. Damn. I thought you were the opposite. Like not point five. A zero. (laughs) Man, what? what, Man, what is it? Man, what did this movie do to you? That man, what? What? Why do you hate this one so much? It's just it's awful. I don't I don't like anything. The characters suck. The monsters the the monster suit is awful. Like it was made so big in the suit actor like when they're moving around like everything buckles and it's just it's it's one of the worst suits ever. I don't know. It's, everything sucks. Like Gamera should not get pregnant. And also Gamera whines for like 10 minutes. Yeah, Gamera bitches a lot. Not just in this movie, but he has yeah, a tendency like, to when he gets hurt, he, he just he just doesn't stop. Like yeah. he gets, they, they fight on the island, and like he just walks around whining because he got shot, like with the spears or whatever. I'm like, dude, yeah. just suck it up. Come on, you're killing me. Die already. Like either die or stop whining about it. Like I just want you to die. That's, and that's and what the part where he walks, <laughs> he walks for like. After he gets shot with, shot up with the, the thing and he's walking to the water, he they show him walking for, like, 20 minutes. So I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the worst. No, it's <sighs> not, because we're going to actually speak about the next film. Oh, yeah. I, speak, I speak in hyperbole. Everything <laughs> to me. Well, it's worth <laughs> noting that Daie was really going... I mean, the Japanese film industry in the 70s in general was, like, on its deathbed the whole decade, practically. But Daie especially were... Right after this next movie came out, like almost immediately, they they went out of business completely and went bankrupt. But that's 1971's Gamera versus Zegra. Um, same plot: uh, white kid, Japanese kid, get stuck in a spaceship. Only this time, they're in a ship with. Uh, we'll see. Now, I think this is 
the the hottest gamma gal, the alien. What? Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. Uh, the Zigrin woman who's in this ship, and she is accompanied by Zigra, who's a giant uh, talking. No, no, no. Well, no, he doesn't start off as giant though. It's Earth's atmospheric pressure that causes him to grow that big, but he's actually like a normal sized shark in the in the spaceship. And why yeah, does aliens that's... listen to a shark? That is the the coolest thing, man. Like, <laughs> there's you guys nothing don't understand. cool about this movie. You guys don't even understand. Like, it's a telepathic shark that controls. Eric, are you everything. drinking? I'm just. I just got to know. I, are you drinking? No, I feel like I am, but like <laughs> we feel just... we feel like you are too. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, weirdest podcast episode ever because I feel like you are drinking. I'm not. I'm just getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what the next film is. Uh, anyways, um. <laughs> I J- Z- uh, Zegra is like the coolest freaking kaiju. Like no other kaiju, like directly, just like has conversation. Well, like maybe Mothra and stuff, but like directly, like hey, like it, he goes like on Doctor Doom monologues of like, look how beautiful I am, worship me, like stuff like shit like that. And it's like you're just nothing but cattle to me, but you should feel it's okay. I'll be benevolent. I'll only eat you when I'm hungry, sort of thing. Like he's. He's a he's like a fucking Marvel villain or something. He's like, and then he just turns it like he like he basically has like he just controls people and just sits in like his little cage of water and the spaceship whatever he is in the spaceship and I don't know man. He alone uh, gets like the movie like a two in my mind just because like he is is fucking he's cool as shit. So yeah, but the rest of this movie is so boring, and you have these annoying. The kids in this movie are the, the kids worst. are horrible in this one. And, the- uh, and for some reason, what's this? Why does the little girl constantly want to drink Coca Cola? I don't know, man. <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? Because that game- they needed money for the movie, dude. You said yourself the Japanese movie industry was tanking. They needed to make money somehow. Well, the, that- when this movie was being made. Um, there was actually a, a week where they they said like, "Hey, everyone working on this movie." Uh, yeah, we don't have the money to pay you. So the whole crew didn't get paid, and they rioted and tore down the whole studio. Well, that's, have... that's the conditions this movie was made under. Well, that that explains a lot, actually. <laughs> I hate I hate the scene when Gamera's underwater acting like an ass, with like just sneaking around. <laughs> like, I hate that scene so much. It just goes on forever. It's just like he comes across between that and like the xylophone oh the xylophone is oh yeah we have to talk about yeah how after he beats zigra he plays his own theme song on his back and then he dances to it it's yeah like what is going on okay i might agree this movie a little bit because literally the only thing i enjoy about it is, is zigra itself everything He's else stuck in a stupid movie man okay so how many xylophones do you give, do you give this movie uh i give this uh <laughs> i give this one xylophone yeah, maybe one or one and a half just for Zegra and everything else can go. Zegra g- gives this so it gets us a one and a uh, just one one lone xylophone. I'm gonna go point five it because it's terrible. This is the worst movie of the franchise. It is and um nope. no, no, no 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 it's no this is the worst movie of the franchise. Nope. That's that's <laughs> respectfully disagree because uh Super Monster Gamera is the most putrid piece of shit that's ever existed. <laughs> um and, 
This is the only Gamera movie that even the Mystery Science Theater version is, like, boring. Because it's, like, that's the thing about this movie is, in addition to shitty characters and dumb stuff all over the place, it's just boring. This movie feels like it takes forever. Yeah, (sighs) it is is super. Like, it felt like a four-hour movie when I watched it. I just wanted it. Yeah, I was praying for death as as I was watching it. Yeah, I've never finished it. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched it in chunks, and I know, like, it's... It's ended while I've been in the room, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, before we wrap up... Stay with it the entire time. Uh, we, okay, so Daie closes down, um, and then Toho bought you know their property and everything. They're using a lot of their resources, but Daie is not a thing. But for a brief period, it came back. Um, some publishing company uh, called Takuma Shoten bought Daie, and the guy that ran it was a big fan of Daie movies, and he wanted to kind of bring everything back. So he's like, hey, Yuasa, give us another Gamera movie. Um, I guess they mu- he must have really said, like, okay, I'm not going to give you any money to make this thing, because essentially we have kind of a Godzilla's Revenge-esque clip show uh around a really bizarre story about a little boy befriending three alien women who like in real like one of them like works at a mazda dealership like <laughs> another <laughs> another one runs like a a pet store or something uh i forget what the other person does um and this these aliens and a star destroyer like le- legitimately a star destroyer from star wars are trying to take over, and they unleash all the monsters. And then you have Gamera fighting them in all the stock footage from all the movies, including his own, because they do the, oh, he's mind-controlled, and here's footage from the original movie. Um, in and then Gamera that, dies the end. <laughs> in between that, uh, we have uh, weird cameos from the space battleship Yamato, um, the Galaxy 900 or whatever it's called, uh, train, both are animated from, like, famous animes from the time, and, um, they run into, like, a security guard character who's, I guess, based on a popular comic at the time, and it's all without reason, it's all very weird, and, yeah, I mean, you're, you're watching, (laughs) yeah, you're watching pretty much, uh, just footage from the old movies, and, and then at the end, Gamera, like, what, he flies into the sun or something? What does he do? <laughs> no, like the Star Destroyer like shoots him or something. I think he like he basically flies himself into it and blows himself up and I don't remember. He self destructs <laughs> apparently. I, I hate this film. Uh, I what? see because of uh, I I get more enjoyment out of this one than Zegra just because you know it's kind of a greatest hits reel of all the old fights but it's definitely a worse movie and this movie I vastly prefer Final Wars to this I, this movie just didn't need to happen it's such a yeah. weird note to like I, I also don't understand like they're taking the little kid flying around Superman style at the end of the movie like as the credits roll I didn't I didn't understand that at the end. Uh, I mean, it's not good. It's like a 0.75 out of... <laughs> yeah, so no. what's the rating system? Uh, uh, this one will do um, how many... Uh, Alien Super Babes how ma- or... How, how many um, Bargain Bin Star Destroyer <laughs> uh, Kenner okay. toys 
do you give this out of five? 0.75 because it's marginally better than Zigra. I uh, will give something I would not give any other film. Uh, and the kaiju, <laughs> I give it a zero. <laughs> so you would legitimately say there's not a single reason that anyone needs to watch this. That's exactly how I feel. <sighs> there is nothing redeeming in this film. <laughs> oh, I give this... Actually, I'm going to retroactively change Zigra to a, a half, and I'm going to give this a one. What? Yeah. And what? World. Because <laughs> I, I like to watch the old monster fight. <laughs> is, that a yeah. good, is that a good enough reason? No. <laughs> is, it, is it like I sort of enjoy the weird story, even though it's terrible. But, <sighs> I know it. I know. Like I said, it's it's a point two five better than Zigra. This, this is why Zigra came to save you from yourselves. <laughs> it, he plays a xylophone, Eric. <laughs> he plays a xylophone. Do they replay the xylophone scene in this? Do, I don't remember. Different. They do, and it's a different song. I think they haven't played the xylophone in this movie, and he plays a different song. I just can't internet inter- anything anymore. Just. <laughs> Ugh. Well, combined with the his uh, him being sleep deprived, uh, just talking about this movie just broke Eric. Yep. Um, <laughs> but no, this movie sucks. It does. Uh, so I mean, the series is a mixed bag, and God bless the people like Eric that can see through the goofiness and derive some sort of uh, uh, glee. Out of the carefree nature of these lovable, what, I mean, are they, do these count as movies? (laughs) (laughs) These, the wacky wild world of Gamera. Um, This has been a very bizarre episode of Kaiju Transmissions. We hope you come back and listen to us again. Now, uh, after this, Mystery Science Theater kept Gamera around. And then, in the 90s, that's when they said, Hey, it's time to take this shit seriously. Let's make some real movies out of this. And we'll get to that in the future. But for now, uh, is everybody feeling okay? After reliving all these movies, all these Gamera movies, and all of the insanity. Eric, are you are you alright? I think I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, so Eric is going to seek some medical attention. Um, uh, as always, thank you for listening. Matt, do you have any closing words? Yeah, xylophone. Okay. Uh, and as always, I'm Bird. Hopefully, you made it through it. Join us next time. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Say bye, everyone. See ya. Kieran. <laughs>